in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, and good afternoon, one and all. It is one. Good afternoon, folks. Boy, what is that giant yellow thing in the sky at 12.06 on this Thursday? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not the governor who lives in it. No, it is the sun, folks. As you just heard, the sun breaking news. The sun is finally out after, in fact, all the, uh, my God, all of the uh bad weather that we've had. No, the sun is out on this Thursday, October 27th. Folks, you're listening, you're tuned to the John DePietro Show. I want to welcome in everyone. We also do the live stream on uh, Facebook Live. So you find my page. A lot of people enjoy that. It's a different way you to watch the program. You can interact with different people. Now, obviously, this is the Noon Report Live. Uh, noon Report Live. But you also, we do the, when there's breaking news, we have uh, committed ourselves and, and had a lot of success with our breaking news live stream and bring you right there. And there's been so many instances, whether it was the manhunt in Cranston or the standoff in CF, uh, it can come at any time, folks. But we go out and then it's one on the scene. And many times, as you know, at night, it's one after dark. So good afternoon to everybody also who is uh, tuning in. On Facebook Live, this is the Noon Report. So we do nighttime, one after dark. We do do the Noon Report. This is your place where you, and good afternoon to everybody, this Tammy, where you can uh, find out, you know, what's really happening. Uh, many times I know that different people, they maybe they watch the, the television news. And it's a, it's a lot of times I, I hear from many of you saying, okay, but I don't feel like I'm getting like what the real news is. Uh, so that's what we're going to do right now at 12.08 on this Thursday. And again, good afternoon to everyone who's just in, in the radio. Remember, you can listen, AM 1380. It's a flamethrower. It's a very strong signal. And uh, you can listen no matter where you are. Uh, you can get it in your, I can I can get AM 1380 on 95 in North Kingstown. So uh, when in doubt, go to the AM 1380, Providence North. Right, Lincoln, North Providence, a lot of places like that. You can also get the 99.9 FM. Those of you listening in Bellingham, the northern part of the state, Cumberland, Brentham, you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that some people have a tough time getting the station. Because if anything, you get the station very, very well. So, folks, this portion of the program on this uh, sunny Thursday, and it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Not a COVID cough. They've had a tremendous season. I'm not surprised. Homegrown mums and kale, outstanding this year. Sizes ranging four and six inch, nine inch, 12 inch. Ornamental peppers, four to six inch. Everything you need for all your fall decorating and more. And I think it's terrific. You notice more and more people are decorating their homes, their businesses, pumpkins, straw. Cornstalks, gourds, sugar pumpkins. And remember, they also carry, uh, you know, bales of hay, local honey. This is the best time to plant, plant, plant trees and shrubs, especially the rain that we've just had at cooler temperatures. And you can also improve your property with those giant green placata abravites. Beautiful choice. Natural privacy border. Sizes ranging 3 feet to 11 feet. Plus, they have mulch. Screen loom, crushed stone, always available 
gift certificates are available. They're open seven days a week. Folks, it's PR, Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. They do a very good job. They've had a great season. Folks, support this great local business. The service is tremendous. Anyone that I send there, they always come away, blown away. They love the atmosphere. They love dealing uh, with them. And then they they just go back. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Thursday. Now, just a short time ago. So there's a lot happening right now. If you haven't seen it, Channel 12 is running this promo. Now, we don't have any, you know, I I mean, I'm hearing different things. I'm going to let the Channel 12 story run on its own. But once again, and those watching on Facebook, behind me, what do you see? There's the Den of Thieves. There's the Rhode Island State House. I want to play Channel 12. They um, have this promo out, and they show Tim White, and they're with he's with John Marion from Common Cause. And then they're talking to former state police colonel, former uh, colonel Steve O'Donnell. And they're asking them about a video, Target 12 investigation. It's Thursday. It's tonight at 5 o'clock. Now, I recognize, <coughs> excuse me, folks, a number of people right now are actually having a hard time. If you have Fios, you're not watching Channel 12, which is problematic. But, you know, in this day and age, it's all over social media and so forth. So this is the piece. Shadowy figures outside the state house. It's the worst case scenario. That's John Marion, worst case scenario. Eerie music. Why would you meet in a place like that? Steve O'Donnell, former head, OD, saying, Why would you meet in a place like that? So, and. I can't think of anything more brazen. I can't think of anything more brazen. So, Channel 12, they are um, running heavy with this, and the way they're promoting it is in fact, I think I just saw it again, that they are um, promoting it as a senior, October is breast cancer. a senior, quiet, a senior official and a member of organized crime. So, you know, we, we don't know exactly w- when this was done. Um, one of the individuals was wearing a mask. I'm going to let the Channel 12 story evolve. I, I mean, I, I've i kind of heard from speaking to the pe- people at the State House yesterday and then this morning, obviously, why is a high-ranking senior state official having a one-on-one meeting with a known mob associate? See the results of our exclusive Target 12 investigation. Well, folks, this also piggybacks on there is uh, the rumors are flying now. I I am well aware as someone you know was telling me this morning. You recognize that this is campaign. I I get that it's campaign season. I understand that, but as I said yesterday, it was still shocking that the first lady Jill Biden came to town with a sitting governor who is the subject of an FBI probe. Now. I have now been hearing on this Thursday rumors for a while. And I, 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 a lot of times, I don't get into the rumors because you can't control it. And, and many times, 
Number one, it can just be that. It can just be rumors. Number two, many times even if you're correct, like we were about the ferry fighters at the uh, Cranston manhunt, people still don't link you to, hey, he was right. Not all the time. So, excuse me, folks. <coughs> so, so first I want to address this rumor that is just rampant, that Jill Biden's visit was basically a plea from the McKee people to slow down an almost kind of intervention with the FBI. And that the feds, again, I am hearing this from a number of people. This type of stuff, the problem with it is it's it's virtually almost impossible to get a full reading on it and an answer. Because number one, Governor McKee has been hiding everything. But it is definitely out there that that was uh, an effort by the First Lady Jill Biden to come in and basically try to hold off the FBI until after the election. Because this was, that today is Thursday, all week. It, it, you know, leading up to all week, it, it was, it was just buzzing that they were ready to move on Governor McKee. And then there was pushback. And the McKee people are saying, can't this wait till after the election? And then, you know, a lot of times this stuff starts, I don't fully buy in, believe it. But the the person that told me that last week is someone that's pretty plugged in. I've been gotten a lot of information from them and not in a while. But they they claim that Jill Biden coming to town was a way to try to stall off the feds from moving on Governor McKee. I I I mean we don't know. And maybe we'll we'll find out on November 8th whether or not it worked. Now I want to repeat what I had said to this person and that is that you know if, if that is in fact the case I, I would just argue it's 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 very unfair to the Rhode Island voters. If, if Governor McKee gets indicted by the FBI, right, dragged out of the state house in handcuffs and, you know, has to do the perp walk and the whole thing. As I said, listen, he, he, you can't have someone trying to govern and run the state from a cell at the Wyatt Detention Center because that's where the federal prisoners go. Someone said to me, I hear he's going to the ACI. Well, he wouldn't go to the ACI because that's. That's people that break, that deal with the state police, attorney general's office. Those are local prisoners, right? Local inmates is the ACI. The federal facility that we have here is the Wyatt Detention Center. So I would argue that, no, I don't, he wouldn't be able to run the government, run the state uh, from a cell at the Wyatt Detention Center. I mean, if anything... Even if that were to happen, I can't see a situation where it, it's not like I don't. He's not a flight risk. I mean, Governor McKee would get bail, whatever they may set it at. Some people have proposed this could end up being a fine of some kind. I, I don't know enough about it. Everyone's being very quiet. But I find the fact that maybe they reached out to the White House for a little intervention here. I, I find that interesting. Um, and there was no mention, obviously, yesterday, right, as Jill Biden comes in 
and she's there with McKee, and he's all excited, and and she's the you know there with Seth Magaziner. So, I mean, I I wouldn't I don't know what to make of that other than if you're the U.S. Attorney in Rhode Island, and you're getting ready to move on a sitting governor, um, you you would have to have all your ducks in a row. I still think this thing is going to, as I've said, this goes on for quite some time. They don't move quickly on this stuff. Um, if anything, they, they move very slowly. You saw this, granted it's Attorney General Peter Narona's office, but as I was telling someone at the State House, look how long it took for them to do the investigation on Bud Craddock and then even Tony Silva, right, who was the uh, Governor McKee's former chief of staff. So they they don't move quickly. I, I, I'm i not sure what to make of that, if it was some kind of a panic move. Now, I also want to address this rumor that somehow that Lieutenant Governor Matos is also somehow fallen in under uh, this FBI cloud. Now, that part, I, 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 I got to, I mean, I'm not going <coughs> to, excuse me, I'm not going to rule it out. Um, <clears throat> unless she overheard something. I could see maybe they want to talk to her about it. Might be a potential witness. But as I told someone, you know, you have to know the timeline. She wasn't even, Sabina Matos was not lieutenant governor when this contract went down. So if they start talking about they want to talk to her or subpoena her or somehow feel that she knows information, there's a big difference of that and a potential material witness, and then someone that's getting charged. So right now, listen, at 1219, I'm not a fan of the lieutenant governor, right? I don't think she's qualified for the office. Uh, I want to give credit to her Republican opponent at this point out. Do you know how many meetings she's missing? I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. She misses all these meetings. She's very thin-skinned. Anyone that questions her, she accuses them of the reason you're questioning her is that she's a black woman from the Dominican Republic, and it's because she's woman and she's a woman of color. And if you in any way disagree or challenge her, that's because you're a, a, an election denier, you're a Trump supporter, you're a racist, you're a blah, 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 this whole thing. It is, it's, it's ludicrous. She's not doing her job. She's not going to meetings. She's unqualified to be the lieutenant governor. She was chosen strategically so Governor McKee can make inroads to try to attract the Latino vote. I mean, come on. Everyone knows that. I mean, if you don't know that, you should know it. But but her Republican opponent, uh, Aaron, is, 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 is drawing a lot of attention to the fact, and I'm going to read it, that, that she has missed, apparently, a number of meetings as lieutenant governor, that she's not even doing that. But I, I would also argue that's a reflection on Governor McKee. She is part of the McKee team. For the I have no idea why Ashley Kalis doesn't exploit that, go after that. Because Matos is a weak link. I think the whole administration needs to be shaken up. Uh, there's a lot of questions. A lot of the things that are going on right now, besides education certainly warrant some questions. Uh, the education commissioner, Angelica Infante-Green. I, you know, we're waiting for the magic. 
I don't know. We're, we're waiting to see it happen. I don't see it yet. And she was the one negotiating that Providence contract. Maybe she's not the right person for the job. I'm not sure about that. But we're waiting for her magic to start. But I want to just clear up. There, there is a big difference. I know rumors are flying over who was subpoenaed at the State House and who within the McKee staff received uh, subpoenas. And, and I, I have heard that. I have heard that the McKee people are not cooperating with this FBI probe. But at the same token, Governor McKee claims that he has legal people that are handling this. Um, I, th- there's a big difference between someone is late in um, replying to a request. And, and there's a big difference between that and a true obstruction of justice, right? Like if the feds wanted documents from the McKee people and they said, you know, we'd like them by Wednesday and then they don't get them until the following Monday or whatever it is. Um, I, I, that could just be a clerical thing. I, I think some people are jumping at that that could be a charge of obstruction of justice. I don't, I don't see it that way. Again, I'm not an attorney. If, if we could get some more real official word on some of this stuff, I would, um, I would have no problem, you know, asking our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. But so far, a lot of this stuff, folks, it's, it's just, and I get it, the state house is, it is a rumor mill and things are buzzing and then see, People see different people meeting or things get overheard or why someone's in a bad mood, why someone ducked out, you know, was called out of a meeting. So but but I also want to remind and I know some of them are listening right now. Good afternoon, folks, at 1224. But again, I'm not I'm not an attorney, but a lot of the scenarios that I'm just that have been described for me. It just sounds like a lot of hearsay, right? Someone claims they were in a room and they overheard one of the governor's people saying X, Y, and Z. I, I, I don't, I, here's, here's what I believe. It, whoever they want to talk to, they will contact and want to talk to. I have every reason to believe that U.S. Attorney, the feds, they'll be very thorough. And I also don't buy in, you know, you can't have it both ways. Some of these people continuing this drumbeat of see how they went after Trump. And now, they, you know, because Jill Biden comes to town, she asked the FBI to back off McKee. I, I don't, I, I'll say, I, I don't think, I could be totally wrong. I don't think the first, I don't think Jill Biden would want to get involved with something like that. They have much bigger fish to fry here. So even if that was a request or whatever it may be, um, <clears throat> listen, they're nervous of the political ground. They see that, you know, that's shifting under them. That's what they are concerned about. Uh, they're concerned that there's potentially going to be a Republican governor in New York. There's going to be a, you know, a Republican governor in, in Michigan. Some different states right now could flip. A lot of the progressive policies in the Pacific Northwest are starting to backfire. So, I mean, it's possible. I don't, I, 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 I think that's a stretch. But again, you, you know, it's stranger things. The first time someone told me 
that the FBI was investigating the McKee administration, I actually didn't believe it. And then that was proven to be true. So, you know, at this point, folks, I, I do reserve judgment. Maybe, maybe it could be. Maybe it could play out that way. But he, um, I, I just find that as, as a voter, I mean, as a talk host, obviously it would be highly entertaining to have the governor, if he's getting jammed up, if in fact, if it's true, I, I've played, he has a denial. He says when the dust clears and you come up empty, pointing at Brian Crandall, who's going to have the courage to write that story? I, You know, it's, it's very possible that nothing happens. Hey, nothing happened with the convention center. So, you know, many times there have been different rumors of different investigations and so forth like that. Governor McKee right now, he claims that when the dust settles, they're going to come up empty. And we don't. We don't know how long that FBI probe is going to go, where they are in the investigation. Um, but so I look at it twofold. Number one, as a voter, yeah, I would say it's unfair if he wins the election. That's if he wins. And then, you know, whatever it is, a few weeks after that month, new year, whatever, he suddenly is jammed up with the FBI. Um you could argue it both ways, because then you could also argue, what if he was jammed up, indicted by the FBI? As a result of that, he loses the election, and then then he's cleared. So, you know, it's one of those things, someone's going to be unhappy. I would imagine that they would want to err on the side of caution and not, I will tell you that they tradition they don't like to get involved with anything that could affect an election but i've heard some of this the drum beats before i have you know people don't remember but i do there was a time i think it was 2012 where people were pushing this narrative that cicilline was in trouble and blah 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 and then you know it was a lot of talk a lot of smoke but nothing ever came of that folks right now at at 12.26 on this Thursday. But the Matos thing, the lieutenant governor being questioned by the FBI, that's new. That I haven't heard. But it sounds premature. It, it sounds premature. Unless there's someone in the mix that has struck some kind of an immunity deal, which is possible. And one of the things they're saying is that the lieutenant governor was present when this conversation, whatever the hell it was, took place. So I could see that they would want to talk to her. But just so we're all clear, this stuff about the ILO contract, that took place, to my knowledge, that took place before she was ever even appointed lieutenant governor. So I I don't, I mean, could she be questioned? Obviously, anyone in that inner circle could certainly be questioned. She may have heard something, seen something firsthand, his version of events. I mean, could be, it's possible, but I I haven't haven't heard anything that she might herself be in trouble unless she was asked and she was not truthful about it. Just like, you know, we discussed last hour with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Um, But I wanna talk about that Lieutenant Governor race in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the program brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now remember, the next time you have an emergency, at med, A-T-M-E-D, at 
Med Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, at Med Urgent Care. What do they do? They do everything that an emergency room could do, except you don't deal with the long wait. They have doctors. They have nurses. They can do whatever they need to be done. At Med Urgent Care, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergency rooms. What's the biggest problem when people go to an emergency room is the wait. You know, it was an emergency. And we waited four hours, five hours. I'm telling you, it's not like that. I've been to both locations, and it was under an hour. It was actually under half an hour. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in routine, urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, drug testing, full laboratory services, and they also offer mononuclear antibody infusions. At Med Urgent Care, the next time it's an emergency, <clears throat> that's where you want to go. Remember, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, right now at 1231 on this Thursday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Coincident. A great meal is waiting for you at the Coincident Lunch, Dinner, Drinks, and Lounge, 226 Coincident, West Warwick. They also have a very big room if you're having like a, a group. It could be a collation, which is the meal, the get-together you have after a funeral, or maybe it's just a dinner out or drinks in the lounge. <clears throat> the Coincident. Great food, consistently great, 226 Coincid Avenue in West Warwick. So I want to just touch on this story. And I know Aaron, who's running for lieutenant governor. Now, listen, he has my vote. I am voting for Aaron. Some people are not using his last name, I think, because they have a hard time pronouncing his last name. But I'm seeing right now Eli Sherman just tweeted, this investigation is already creating quite a stir at the State House and beyond. And it is. Um, but I, I'm going to let that play out just because I, I've heard I've heard who's involved. I'm not surprised, uh, but we're going to we're going to let that play out. But I want to um, this business of Lieutenant Governor Matos and Aaron Gookian, Republican running for Lieutenant Governor. <coughs> Put out a press release, Matos missing in action when it comes to the different meetings. So as many people know or maybe don't know, the, um, the, the job of lieutenant governor, it actually doesn't have, I'll, I'll even put this on Facebook. It doesn't have an actual job description, but it does have some obligations he writes, fails to hold and attend meetings that are statutory duties of her office. He's criticizing appointed lieutenant, an appointed is right. She was not voted. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, failure to perform the duties of the lieutenant governor office. Records show this year appointed has only convened four meetings of the Emergency Management Council. Crucial to our state preparation for emergencies, hurricanes, storms, blizzards. According to state records this year, she's only held and attended five meetings of the Alzheimer's Disease Research and Treatment Advisory Council, which is great of importance to individuals. She only attended and held four meetings of the Small Business Advisory Council. Missing Matos 
has not only skipped debates, clear record of missing meetings. Supposedly, supposed to perform her duty as lieutenant governor. The people of Rhode Island deserve better. The state records also show a lack of quorum and minutes at these meetings. He says, as your next lieutenant governor, I'll hold and attend regular monthly meetings. I mean, it's not asking that much. And what do her people say? She's so busy. She's so busy uh, involved in doing different things that she <clears throat> that she doesn't have time to debate. And she's not even doing the bare minimum. So, and I want to be very clear. My criticism of her, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, my criticism of her, it is not based on the fact that she grew up in the Dominican Republic and did not arrive in this country till she was age 20. It is, it is not based on the fact that apparently she's never held a real job. Her first real job was being on the city council of Providence representing Oneyville. So I, it's not criticism of that. To be very clear, my criticism of Lieutenant Governor appointed now by Dan McKee, Sabina Matos, who is missing all these meetings, <clears throat> barely doing, not even really doing the minimum. I mean, let's call it for what it is. She's not even doing <clears throat> the basic minimum. You would think that someone would say, okay, you know, I can attend those meetings. It's not a lot of heavy lifting. So it's the least I can do. Um, but she's not even doing that. So I like that he's dubbed her missing Matos. No, my thing is, folks, when she was part of and she was the head of the Providence City Council, the cops voted no confidence in her. She won. She supported defunding the Providence police. She supported the rioters. Sabina Matos, McKee's lieutenant governor, she did nothing as they were burning that cruiser downtown, smashing windows. Downtown Providence has still not recovered from the anti-police riot of June of 2020. And who is the head of the city council? Sabina Matos. She said, as far as I'm concerned, the police should stand down. Let those people vent. They're upset about George Floyd. Let them smash windows. Let them get get that out of their system. I don't think she's qualified. And you have to look at if something does happen to Governor McKee. Now, he was rushed to the hospital just two weekends ago. Emergency procedure. Anyone who has seen him, it's been a big weight loss. He does not look good. Notice his clothes are like hanging off him. The jacket in the first debate, I mean, it looked like he he borrowed someone's suit that was two sizes bigger than him. Um, either between health or his legal trouble, he may not be able to serve the four years. So do you really want missing Matos? And folks, if she's taking advantage of the position and she likes to be driven around and she likes having all her aides and blowing off meetings and, you know, she likes, oh, I love all the fanfare and all the parties they have for me and and blah, blah, blah. And she wouldn't call it Columbus Day. And she did nothing as they were destroying the private businesses in the city. 
She supports the defund the police efforts. She's an extreme progressive. Uh, She thinks that even people that are not from here should be allowed to vote. Um, Can you only imagine what she would be like as governor? I mean, she would completely take advantage. That is someone that is, do you remember the whole thing about Hillary used to say ready on day one, right? The red telephone rings, whatever it is, two, three in the morning. I think you certainly can make the argument missing Matos. You know, this is, think of what we've been through. The pandemic, an emergency. She doesn't seem to grasp really what an emergency is. She hates President Trump, Lieutenant Governor Matos. She hates anyone who voted for President Trump. She, anyone that criticizes her, she calls them an election denier. You're a MAGA person, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You better check yourself. That's not the way we talk to elected officials in the Dominican Republic. I'll be done and out for the rest of the day. Uh, She has a very questionable relationship with the city solicitor in Central Falls. Her husband is anti-Italian. Her husband, Matos' husband, had to resign from his position because he was putting hateful messages about Italians on social media. I mean, she's got it all going. This is someone she thinks, but that's who McKee picked. Remember, this ticket is McKee Matos. And I believe Ashley Kalis should call a press conference and say, look at the destruction these two people have done. You know, Matos also, she walked that picket line of Pawtucket against a private company. You know, and I'll I'll play the sound of it. Good luck trying to fully understand what the hell she was trying to say. But, you know, I'm demanding they get the wages that I want them to get. Who is she? Right now, if you run a business, who the hell is Lieutenant Governor, former defund the police Providence City Council person, Matos, who is she? To dictate how much a private business should be paying their workers. I demand you pay them that. Who are you? If they are following regulations, if they are following all business codes, they they are absolutely allowed to run the business they want to run it. The way they want to run it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you Matthews Energy Company. Now, listen, everyone is concerned about the price of electricity and natural gas. Local utilities going up under McKee and Biden. Matthews Energy Company. If you mention the John DePietro Show, you start off with a $50 credit. At least call them and see how they can save you money. Matthews Energy Company. Ready? 401 942 7,500. Four generations, they'll keep you nice and comfortable, help you save money. Work, commercial, or residential, call 401-942-7500. And this is not solar. They don't deal with solar. I'm going to have, I'm going to have Jim Matthews on of Matthews Energy Company to explain because of the way I, they, they are able to buy things in bulk, then you get it at a, at a lesser rate, natural gas and also obviously electricity. Matthews Energy Company. Call right now. Find out more. 401-942-7500. So, folks, where we are right now, 
I mean, people have to decide if you want to go four more years. I mean, you saw what took place between Governor McKee and Magaziner, and they all fall in line. They are all, think of that, Governor McKee saying that Joe Biden is the best president that Rhode Island's ever had. I mean, that that's almost disqualifying. Don't you think? I mean, that is almost that is that is disqualifying. If like what world is he living in that he thinks that that he thinks that that President Biden is the best president we've ever had. I mean, that first of all, that's it doesn't say much about. I thought President Obama was seen <clears throat> as the the great president. <clears throat> but I'm looking at Matos. Thank you, Newport Festa Italiana hosting the parade. She will not use the phrase Columbus Day. Nothing like celebrating American Italian culture on Federal Hill. She will not use the words Columbus Day. Nope. Absolutely refuses. Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, whose husband, who's an extreme progressive liberal, he's actually a socialist, that Patrick Ward. He was forced to resign a position in Providence after he was slurring. Uh, he had hateful hate speech comments towards Italian, Italian members of the Providence City Council. But I believe they need to be seen. Um, I don't understand. I even heard that Channel 12 was offered, hey, will you do a debate between Aaron, the Republican, and Matos? And I, I, I mean, I'm hearing that Channel 12 turned them down and said we don't have enough time. I don't. It's folks, it's not that difficult. I mean, it doesn't all right, so the PPAC's nice, but it doesn't have to be the PPAC. Here's uh, your lieutenant governor walking the picket line outside of a private company with Governor McKee and uh, the mayor of right there. We know that this is how we can make sure that you get a fair
You know, folks, uh, Elon Musk, that was Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. Elon Musk just took over Twitter. Should, should local officials outside of their headquarters start going in and telling him how much he should be paying those people? Right now, at 1246, if you run a business, whatever type of business, retail, flower shop, a restaurant, do you, do, do, should Dan McKee, should Governor McKee and Matos, should they be dictating, oh, you, here's what you should pay. I mean, you already have that with the minimum wage. Then you, you reach a point. If, if people are unhappy, then how many people listening right now at 1246 have left a job because they were unhappy with their pay? How many people have taken a job because it offered more pay? That is completely crossing the line. How did they get involved? Here's a thought for Sabina Matos. Why doesn't she focus on showing up for her meetings that she's supposed to show up for? Instead of telling a private business, here's how you should be running your business. And folks, just so we're all clear, and I don't think people understand this enough, out in Silicon Valley, you know, the big tech, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, Google, you have, the unions have tried to infiltrate those places. But the way that the culture that those businesses set up, and it's not just big tech, but that's a good example where the the people that work there, they say, you know, no, we're happy with, with our arrangement with our, you know, our employer. We're happy with the benefits and, and so forth of what we get. We don't need a union coming in here and making demands. And they have no interest. Notice none of them can get a foothold in big tech. None of them can get a foothold, by and large, where it's an educated workforce and also when an employer steps up. I'm not knocking all of them. I'm not. I mean, especially in broadcast, there's a lot of different unions uh, that are involved in that. And when I, listen, I've, I've been part of, uh, I, I still have a card as a you know, union member. You want to work on a TV show. When I was, have worked on television shows, and I mean like paid show on ABC, burden of proof, you had to be a member of the union. I mean, that part, I, I, I don't, I'm not anti against that. But for them to be stepping in and saying, here's how much you should pay those people. A big problem that we have right now in Rhode Island is the number of people that leave their current jobs to go work for Amazon. Because uh, Amazon pays more. Amazon pays more than minimum wage. And they have taken a lot of workers from a lot of different places. That's something that has hurt the workforce. But that's where you let the competitiveness of the workforce come into play. Not this business of dictating to a business, I think you should pay those people more, right? Especially with the inefficiencies and the incompetence that you have in local government. So I wish there would be more debates. I thought there was supposed to be a debate tomorrow on Channel 10, the two candidates running for lieutenant governor. I believe now it's next week. So, and, and it depends on how you want to look at it. On the good side, 
It'll then be on over the weekend before people vote. But I think it's one of those things that people could see her. Um, she has terrible talking points. She has some, Sabina Matos has some real worms working for her that were thrown to her campaign to help her get over the finish line. I think if she was truly vetted, her true ideas, and and I want to be very clear, if Sabina Matos, Lieutenant Governor, if she filled out a questionnaire on her true beliefs, and you couldn't see if she was... Um, she said she's a person of color. I thought of her as as a Latina, but she claims she's a woman of color. So, which is, I get that that kind of falls under the same category, but anyhow. Um, but my point is, if you just like filled out, if they had a questionnaire where she filled out her true beliefs, you you wouldn't need to see if she was female, if she was someone of color, where they were from. She has socialist progressive beliefs. She is anti-big business. That's the way she conducts herself. You know, one of the the best things about if you start reading a book, and I've always liked this about reading, it doesn't matter whether it's fiction or nonfiction, but you're reading an article. That's the thing about print is you don't know who the author is. You just, you like the writing style. You like the story they're telling. A good author, a good story, it, it, it's almost, it's colorblind. You don't know if the person is male, female, young, old, black, white, Asian. It, none of that matters. Heavy set, thin, whatever it may be. You're judging it on the material, on the content that they're putting forward. If she were to be judged by that, you would say, wow, that is the most ultra left leaning progressive ever hold office Um, she will say well that's because I'm a female and that's because I'm from the Dominican Republic and I you know live in Oneyville and blah 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 but that's not it it's just her beliefs are very very extreme and I don't think they're in lockstep where most people in the state are they're not the thing is, though, they've been they've managed to the McKee people have managed to keep her out of the spotlight. So her views are hidden. And so she's just this. She's everywhere. People start to know the name. Oh, OK. I don't think everyone really knows her. I don't think she's fully known. You know, if you went to Lincoln Mall or Warwick Mall, showed her picture. I don't think people say, I know who that is. It takes a lot to really break through, and I'm not going to hold that against her. But I think if she's polled, her name recognition is not high, which is good for Aaron. Because it's not like she's a a big name that has been there. You know, Dan McKee wasn't that well known, but he had been mayor of Cumberland. And then he was lieutenant governor for four years. So in being lieutenant governor, people didn't maybe right away know who he was, but maybe they'd heard the name because he had been for a while when he took over for Raimondo. Folks, right now on this Thursday, this portion of the program brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving. They offer free estimate any project. It's letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Free quote, 
hey, get your driveway paved. Whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, letter J, J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured, contracted company. Get your driveway paved. It makes a huge difference. Call for a free quote, free estimate, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Well, folks, good afternoon. At 12.54, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I also want to remind you, just a reminder, if you need your deck power washed, deck staining, or any type of interior painting or construction handyman surfaces, our friend Jamie, Jamie's Power Wash, Jay Freitas Construction Handyman Services, they can do it all. He did my deck. What a huge difference. He also did our roof. 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. What I really like is interior painting or also construction handyman services. Janie can handle it all. He's also on Facebook. It's Janie's Power Wash and Deck Staining plus handyman services. A handyman's... Always good to know of a handyman that you can get a hold of. Uh, Power washing, deck staining, interior painting, or construction handyman services. Contact Jamie. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. Now, the big story nationally is the Republicans have the momentum. And it's big time. Do you know that? The Dems are on the defense. Can Obama stop the bleeding? I don't think so. How about the fact that President Biden and Harris rear duo to do a rally for that Fetterman in Pennsylvania? I say Oz wins. I say Oz wins that race. Uh, I also think what they're trying to do with that Pennsylvania race, I played some of the sound yesterday. What they're trying to do is shame people, saying, if you have a problem that he can't hear properly and conduct himself, well, shame on you, because how dare you, right, accuse that of a handicapped person. But that, that's not a matter of that. Someone in a wheelchair can do a job. This guy seemingly is on a, he can't fulfill his duties because he had a stroke and do his job. Now, I'm also seeing this story, North Smithfield Town Administrator Sued for discrimination. Channel 10 has the story. Uh, Inappropriate behavior towards a staffer. He asked her to trade a birthday gift for a sexual favor. The North Smithfield Town Administrator. So Donna Rovetto, there's audio with this, I think, I'll play it next hour, filed the complaint. Her former supervisor, Paul Zalewinski, town of North Smithfield, Alleging discrimination. Um, She became the administrative assistant when he was sworn in 2020. Joy had worked with him as supervisor. He became more comfortable. He started to become inappropriate in the office. Increased use of sexualized language and jokes. The complaint detailed him using an inappropriate hand gesture when speaking about certain people. It was a TV anchor had a problem with that, I believe. Um, the behavior continued in December 2021. 
asked to trade a birthday gift for a sexual favor, then started laughing. She asked him not to bring the conversation up again, but a day or two later, he mentioned it to a human resource employee who allegedly failed to take any action. Stated from his car the phrase, hey, little girl, do you want some candy in a sexualized manner? He repeatedly, consistently talks, take people in a sexualized, makes physical gestures that are not sexualized as well, that are sexualized as well. So she was forced to transfer emotional distress. Hey, listen, we'll have to wait and see um, what his, um, he has not been placed on leave and Channel 10's waiting to hear back from him. So we will wait and see. But that is a story out of, um, a story out of North Smithfield. Now, folks, also, <clears throat> excuse me, on this, um, it's 12.58. Now, I will be doing Facebook Live later. But as far as the race for governor, I'm going to play some fresh sound. I don't think Jill Biden, I don't think she did anything to make the case, um, move the case forward for Dan McKee. Um, possible for Magaziner. Maybe for Magaziner, only because I believe... I saw a poll that said one in four Democrats are voting for Fung. So, listen, that's going to be a tight race. I think if Ashley Kalis steps up her game over the next seven days, the race for governor could come could be very close. It needs to be closer. And I like Ashley. I think she has proven herself worthy of a chance. I do. I believe that. I think it's worth the gamble. All right, here's what we're going to do. Next hour is radio only. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, tobitro.com. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The power hour is next. We have a lot of sound from uh, yesterday with the Biden visit. WNRI, Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.